I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Tonight, do you think that Saoirse Ronan sold her soul to the devil to become a movie star on the condition that she couldn't play any contemporary role? Um, Ladybird. That was set early 2000s. Ah. Yes, then. 100% yes. Sorry, Sasha. We're on to you. (laughs) Hello there. This is I Only Like You in Movies. My name is Lonnie. I'm here with Sine. Like always. How are you doing, Sine? Good, thank you. What film have we seen this week? We've seen See How They Run. The latest. What is this film? Who Done It by Tom George, who doesn't even have a Wikipedia, so I can't tell you what else he's done. <laughs> <laughs> and Mark Chappell's the writer. I think he's done a lot of um, sitcoms over in the UK from from memory. Um, no, and other things. Got it. Um, Sersha's in it, obviously. Sam Rockwell, Adrian Brody, Ruth Wilson, Reese Shearsmith. Harry Dickinson, who you just pointed out, was in Where the Crawdads Sing as the bad boy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. David Oyelowo was also here, one of the greats. All-star cast, fun mystery story. Did you like it? Thought it was a bit of fun. <laughs> All right. I did I did pick who it was. Okay. But I didn't pick Because he was how. the creepiest one? Because he was the creepiest one and, you know what, the initial scene where Adrian Brody is mean to him. I feel like in these things, you've always got to watch out for like who the murdered person is like mean to or has mm. a disagreement with right in the beginning because they put that little mm. breadcrumb in. And I was like, mm-hmm. Hundo P, it's him. <laughs> Do you want to give us a rundown on the story? Um, sure. So there's a play that's being put on, which is Agatha Christie's The Mousetrap. And the writer? Wait. Who is he? He's the director of the, the film director. version that's coming out. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're doing an adaptation to a film and he turns up dead on the stage. 
and mm-hmm. Sam Rockwell and Sasha Ronan are the police officers who are investigating the murder. And essentially, mm-hmm. it's everyone who's in the play is a suspect. Yeah, and it's a cool concept. Um, I think you probably need to have some sort of appreciation or knowledge of Agatha Christie to get a lot out of it. I know a bit about her work, but it kind of felt it turned into a bit of a love letter at some point. I felt. What do you mean? Well, she can't turn up as a character, and it's all like how great she is, and she whatever. She does turn up as a character, yes. And I feel like that would have been really exciting for someone who loves her mm. work. Mm-hmm. For me, I was like, oh, okay, that's how we're going with this. Cool. Yeah, um, I was like, oh fine. my god, it's Shirley Henderson. So. Well, indeed. <laughs> and the, the Mousetrap is a um, is one of her plays that, that has played, and it was went for like years and years and years, only discontinued. So it started in 1952 and ran continuously until March 2020. You have an idea why it stopped then. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's pretty cool. And so, this is this film. Sorry, go on. Is The Mousetrap out of copyright? Is it public domain? Not sure. Okay. This film is, is, some of the characters here are based on real people. Every Shattenborough was playing him, playing, was in the, in the play back in the 50s, and I think a lot of the other characters are based on real life people, but I imagine this is not a, not a true story, <laughs> everything no, else. No, I know. I, I was just asking because it's rare to have, like, an actual thing in a film. Like, it's not like we see, mm. I don't know, what's another who done it recently? Um... Well, like the guy in Knives Out was based on, he was a famous writer of, of histories, but he wasn't actually someone from real life. Is that what you're getting at? Just the reference to like putting on a play within a play, but the play within the play is a real play. Like that's not really done. Yeah, normally it's normally it's just a, a reference to something that already exists, mm. yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not sure about the the exact copyright issue there, but yeah, it's interesting that they, they really have placed it in a real life setting. And again, maybe if you knew a lot about the original staging of the play in the 50s and had a good idea of Richard Attenborough and the other producers and what whatnot involved in the, the real-life version of this, you might be getting a lot out of it, getting a real kick out of, oh, they've there's a cool interpretation of, of these people. A um, bit lost to me personally, but also didn't really ruin the film or anything like that. But I just got the sense there was a, like another layer of meaning going on that I wasn't quite getting. Fair enough. Sam Rockwell's in this today. He is. I say he shouldn't have been. Why? I feel like he was just there mumbling, being drunk, and didn't really add much to anything. It was just a total waste of him as an actor. He had a bit of... He was, he was comedic relief. He had some physical comedy that was quite funny. He played well, lost Saoirse. Yeah, I, I get she was supposed to be sort of peppy and he was supposed to be not peppy and sadness with the play off each other. I don't know, I just thought he was a bit of a drag, his character. It wasn't very interesting to me. Mm. Fair enough. I thought she was great. I thought it's kind of a bit of a letdown that she was up against someone who was just a blank piece of cardboard. <laughs> a bit harsh, saying his voice was a blank piece of cardboard. And I'm, I'm not even going to him. I'm, I think that's how he was directed and that's how his character was right. was portrayed. It wasn't necessarily his fault at all. Uh, did you like Sersha's character, though? Yes. I was a bit frustrated because pretty much every single joke in this film is covered in the trailer. Um, And I've seen the trailer several times, so I didn't find it very funny or 
didn't find her very quirky because I'd literally seen every single thing as she tries to arrest someone accidentally when she bursts through the door when she says that she's jumping to conclusions all of that was in the trailer so I mean she was great but like it wasn't great the seventh time that I've seen her say those lines if that makes sense yeah they, they really showed all her funny bits which is what trailers mm. do and it's one of those we talked about before it's a, they want a real year and you're like, oh, cool, so she's being funny. And then when you watch the film, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I get it now. But it's a shame because they, they really did, like, all those things would have been so funny the first time, but mm. they mapped it out, showed you in the trailer. No need to watch the film, unfortunately, for those bits. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the cast, you you enjoying the, the all-star cast? Yes, I was just going to mention one thing that I didn't like about the film is that I feel like it didn't investigate every single person involved with the play mm-hmm. um like oh Xi'an Clifford is in this and I feel like we never considered her as a person of interest I forgot she was there at the beginning then she was at the end I was like I forgot during yeah. the middle that she was a character yeah the movie producer and his um assistant who was having the affair with also mm-hmm. weren't really invested investigated it seems like there were like three people there was david oyello who he was investigated a bit and then the actor kind of but it wasn't really like i sort of thought it was going to be a very cluedo-esque style thing where we would literally go around each person and Mm -hmm. figure out their motivations and how they could have done it and it's not really that it's more them following clues which totally makes sense but I just feel like the premise of you're in a theatre and everyone involved in the production is a suspect isn't really the premise of this film, or at least it doesn't mm. deliver on that. Yeah, I feel you. It, um, yeah, maybe they focus too much on sad sack detective Stoppard. <laughs> maybe. Well, his name's Stoppard and her name's Stalker. Too confusing. It is quite Just confusing, yes. Get different names. <laughs> Um, Adrian Brody is not really in the film that much, but he is the man who dies, and then we get flashbacks to him. He's always good value, isn't he, Adrian Brody? He's great. He's been in so many things I've seen recently. Hmm. He's I feel like he was under the radar for a while after obviously getting really big and famous early. Yes. Then he went like low key for a while, but now he's like every every time I turn around, there he is. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, do you want to get talk to the ending? Should we get to that? Sure. It was kind of funny. and It was quite, it was telegraphed in a nice way that the stupid Hollywood ending that they were dismissing in yes. the adaptation of the play is actually what happened in the film. That's that's interesting. Um, but in, not in the way you think it would. So I thought that was, that was clever I and fun. So yeah. Um, so it all turns out they end up at Agatha Christie's house. She saves the day, but it is that classic thing. Everyone's drawn together, all the suspects. Mm. And the murderer are there together. What I guess you, it's good fun. What do you think about that reveal? That it was the usher because of the orphanage? Well, it's one of the classic thing where he wasn't a suspect and the, the last second they put it all together mm. kind of conveniently. Everyone finds it out at the same time yes. and work it out. <laughs> and also he just revealed himself, which is kind of like they didn't really need to do what they the investigation because he was there. Yeah. Just, but, well, by the way, I'm the killer. They didn't really get that Poirot moment where it's like, and it's you. Put you. Together. Yeah. Monsieur, whatever, because of this, mm-hmm. this, and this. Yeah. 
but it did make sense and, and I liked the idea that so it was the his trauma was being used in the story of the, of the mousetrap and he was trying to get the mousetrap um, taken off the stage mm-hmm. that was cool and we made, made some interesting points about true crime which is still an issue mm-hmm. these days even perhaps even more so with the rise of podcasts and whatnot um, we've talked about before another podcast about like the staircase for example that's a real life story that happened but it's turned into entertainment so that was interesting um, but also the film was like a comedy so it didn't particularly dive deep into those no. compelling aspects it's just like this is a kind of his motive because he's because he's the baddie hmm. planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I think it doesn't quite annoy me as much as other films where I'm like, I feel like there's no way that you could have pieced this together, but it does a little bit because there's sort of just a hand wave of, oh, yeah, this is based on a true story. Mm. Whereas he's like, I was in an orphanage and I was a foster child and this is what happened. Like, I don't know if any of those breadcrumbs were there for us to find. Um, mm. But I was still able to pick it, so I guess there was enough. They were utilising enough tropes for me to understand how it was all going to be pieced together. Yeah, and then like get to the point where it's like you know it's about three quarters of the way through, mm. and they throw Sam Rockwell into jail. You're like, well, obviously it's not him. Yeah, clearly not. This is just the the bit where the hero is mistaken, and now he's got to, mm. you know, he's gone taken off, and he's got to go do it rogue sort of thing. Yeah. So nothing particularly surprising. You look around, you're like, who else could it be? I guess the other character has got a hat. Yeah, it's true. Also, he's in the background of every shot, like sneaking out of the room before the other person does mm. and all these little establishing shots, he's there sort of lurking. So, Yeah, it's a tension between making it believable and mm. giving enough for the audience to make it satisfying but also making it surprising. Yeah. Did a th- pretty good job though. Yeah, I think I did. I feel like it was very um, Wes Anderson in parts, like sort of. Mm-hmm. big set pieces and then stick the camera quite back far back in an establishing shot and just let it happen kind of like a play. Um, mm-hmm. But then they also did some nice things with framing and with editing, like split screen, two, like three people walking downstairs at the same time. And I thought that was sort of very an engaging way to tell the story where it was sort of a bit quirky, a bit different rather than just shooting it like a like a straight film, like how you would normally. Yeah, definitely. I think there was some Wes Anderson stylings there. Um, not to the same degree as, as him, no. but who can? Who can be, be him apart from him? And obviously, even some of the actors, like obviously Adrian Brody and, um, and Sam Rockwell, he's been, he's been in some, hasn't he? Has he? Sersha has, definitely. Surely he has. I don't know now. Hang on. I'm questioning myself. I'm thinking, I'm thinking Edward Norton. Maybe you are. are looking up or I'm looking up? I'm looking it up. Not that I can see. Bizarre. Well, he should be. He should be, definitely. I think he'd fit mm. well into that sort of yeah, definitely. dynamic. And the way Wes is going, basically every actor and, you know, 
who's famous at the moment will end up being in one of his films. So I'm sure it's only a matter of I mean, time. That's true, but also he just he's going back to the well with a lot of his actors. So maybe he's that's true. He doesn't need any more. He's got them all. He just like then he just throws a new costume on them. It's like Pokemon. Puts some new teeth in. Yeah, <laughs> gives it gives a new set of teeth to um, Tilda, and off we go. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> One thing I did want to mention, this movie, mm-hmm. great runtime. It's like 98 minutes. It's short, it's snappy, it's sweet, we're in and out. No problems. <laughs> I will never not appreciate that, sing the praises of a short film. That's good. I was just going to mention the person in my theatre who took a phone call during the screening. Oh, yes, please, <laughs> please elaborate on that. Well, I didn't really see. It. They weren't close to me, so and there were you know, people between me and them. They were up in the back corner, and I was in the other corner, basically. But I heard them talking, and you like, and then I saw there was like a bit of a phone flash of someone's phone, like screen, and then I then then someone else was like talking. Then I looked over, and he was like, "Like you, you take the phone call outside," <laughs> and she's like, "What? No!" And then she got mad, and he's like, "No, I was, I was on his side. It's a very legitimate, reasonable thing to say. If you get a phone call during screening." Either you don't take it or you take it outside. Did did they answer it and then were like, hello, and then went to leave, like, to continue their conversation? Or were they just chilling there, sitting back, reclining, going, hey, Yeah, well, again, I wasn't close enough to hear what was going on and it was sort of over within a few seconds, so it wasn't, it wasn't as bad as it could have been. But I think they might have said something like, oh, sorry, I'm at the movies. <laughs> don't say that. This is why we have voicemail people. This is why calls go to voicemail, so then you can call them back later. If it's that urgent, yeah, maybe go out or don't be at the cinema if you're waiting on such an important call. Exactly right. Very weird. I, don't, I didn't know understand phone, it. phone calls were still a thing. I thought we'd all move past that as a society. Phone calls in terms yeah. of like having them on in movie theatres. They're still little things before everyone that's like silence your phone. I feel like it's not these days though, unfortunately. Mm. They've got that stupid air where the guy sits next to someone, the older guy, and holds his hand by accident. But you watch that so many times, you forget it's actually saying turn off your yeah, phone. Yeah. I think it'd be better if they just had some, like a real, like a very basic thing saying, remember, cinema etiquette, please refrain from talking or using your phone. Yeah, you know, big, big red text or something, I don't know. What if, instead of that, great idea, 100% behind it, we write it into whatever movie you're showing. So, and see how they run. Sam Rockwell just does a little bit where he turns to the audience and goes, hey, just checking you got your phone off. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd be investigating you for murder, you know? And it's a fun time. Yeah, it could work. It might depend on the on the film. Ah, I reckon it'll be fine. You can work in every film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Well, you can be in charge of that for every film. Or maybe it it's not out. direct address. Maybe it's within the scene. They're like, gee, how annoying is it when people have their phones on in the cinema? And then it's like a fun little repartee. I still feel people won't get that. They'll be on their phone being like tweeting about it, saying, how funny is this, and then taking the TikTok of it. I think you've got to actually tell them no. Fair enough. All right, time for ratings? Yes. What's your rating? Oh, I'm going first. Okay. Um, I think I'll give it a four. Okay. I really liked it. I thought it did everything pretty well. Um, probably just need a little bit, I don't know, the sort of I am the killer and I am here and this is why I did what I did. 
I don't know if that 100% worked, but I did like the thing at the end with the Hollywood storyline. I really like Saoirse and mm-hmm. I think everyone acted really well in this and it was a bit of fun. I had a good time. I'm going to go three stars. Three? Yeah, Sam Rockwell's character was a drag, unfortunately. Wow. That's but the rest of the film was kind of fun. Does it make you want to watch Knives Out? An arguably better whodunit. A definitely better whodunit, yes. And there's a new one coming out soon, isn't there? Very exciting. Perhaps by the time this film is, this broadcast is out. Yeah. Mm. Cool. All right, that's what I was talking about. See how they run. We do recommend watching it. Um, we've got other podcasts in the back catalogue, haven't we, Sine? We have so many. So, so It'd be many. great if you get amongst them and also. Um, follow us on Twitter we'll get in touch there that'd be great stuff Mm -hmm. alright well we'll see you next time goodbye bye